Welcome to the Nightly Muse podcast with your boy, Tanayashe. Tanayashe. I'm trying to get better at pronouncing my name the way that it's like intended to be pronounced in, you know, Zimbabwean Shona intonation. It's hard because I'm American and I get used to saying Tanayashe, but it's, <laughs> it's Tanayashe. Um... And you can say it faster, I guess, but it's kind of hard to say it faster and not default to a more neutral voice. <laughs> but I say it like Tanayashe, and you probably can't tell the difference. Um, I'm here to talk about... Hmm, bleeding on people who didn't cut you. I'm not really sure how to tell this story <laughs> because and this one might be a two-parter. Who knows? But I ran into my old teammate's mom at my old high school. My, my high school has won like 17 Yes, as of this year, they won 17 state championships in baseball. And I got to see a kid that I coached in football, who I also went to high school with his sister, um, pitch, um, like be the opening. I don't know baseball terms, but he was the first pitcher of the day. Um for the state championship and I was like this is crazy or no apologies it was not the state championship it was the state semis the state semis but they ended up winning and he's going to college for it and shout out you shout out to you (laughs) e-dog um we have this really weird um greeting where we'll shake each other's hand we will shake each other's hand like very, you know, <clears throat> you know, like we're, you know, fixing up our tie. We'll, we'll shake our hands and then we'll go <clears throat> and then we'll lean in and we'll like fake kiss or we'll like face fake kiss each other on the cheek. So it's like we'll shake. <clears throat> and so it's better to watch in person and probably really awkward to be demonstrated on a podcast. But I love that kid. <sighs> And when I go back to my old high school, it's weird. You coach a kid and you don't know what their life is going to be. He was a quarterback and then ended up being a, you know, college recruited, committed pitcher. Um, But one of the best things about coaching in middle school is that you get to be a part of their career where they can play a sport just for the fun of it and just for the joy of being a kid and being an athlete (laughs) with no idea where your body is going to take you, how you're going to grow and change or who you'll become without the stresses of recruitment, without the stresses of all of the, the mess that 
and anxiety that high school sports can bring. I got to be a part of that. <laughs> and when you get it right, it's, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, I was at this game and went up to the press box and, and I met one of my former teammates, his mom's, who's the wife of the head coach. And <laughs> she was a hoot. And anyway, she, she, intru- I didn't remember her. She didn't recognize me. And then all of a sudden I made the connection and I played football with your son and, 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 you know, it's a little bit of a reunion or whatever. And she looks at me, really like studies my face and she goes, you're so beautiful. (laughs) She goes, you're so beautiful. And, you know, I play it off. Oh, I'm blushing. I'm black. So you can't see me blush, but you know, that's the the joke. And (laughs) I I mean, outside of my mom calling me handsome, I don't think anybody's ever called me beautiful before. Coach Rob, my my uh, old football coach and track coach and Uncle Rob, he would, when you do something good, he would, expl- he would exclaim, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. That was always his thing. You're beautiful, Tino. You're beautiful. And it was great and it was awesome. And we'd always like, mock him in endearing in an endearing way you're beautiful (laughs) and (laughs) he had a lot of of good sayings but in that moment I was like yeah nobody's ever really called me that and I thought about it and I was like man (laughs) when was the last time like I don't know some I'm trying to piece together my thoughts right now but I was a pretty insecure person for a lot of my life and if you didn't know me like confidence is attractive confidence is noticeable and I was kind but I was never very confident and and I think people could tell that I wasn't, I was never sure of myself. And I, I lived in my brain and I overthought things and was always, maybe they couldn't tell the insecurities, but man, I never felt beautiful or handsome or whatever word you wanted to use. And, you know, now I can look in the mirror and be like, man, that's a good looking fellow right there. And gas myself up a little bit, but like, As a kid, I really just, I touched on it. I got bullied for three years at at a school and that messes with you. And um, I was a big kid and the person who really bullied me a lot, it was funny, our moment of like, conflict resolution was he he put his hands on me and showed me against the wall classic bully move he ruffles up your shirts got it in his fists and um and I realized I'm like I'm twice his size 
And if you know me, like I played defensive line, I've got pretty large hands and I grabbed my grabbed him by his shirt and, and I threw him against the wall and he was kind of like, oh, he could hurt me if he wanted to. And I didn't. And it was kind of like the end of that specific bully, Nigel. We ended up becoming pretty good friends and then he switched schools, but he was a he was an interesting kid, Nigel. I can't remember his last name, but anyway. <laughs> I I really struggled. I remember crying to my mom about the situation and just how I always got bullied and I didn't know what to do and she she encouraged me to turn the other cheek, right? Cuz that's the right thing to do and so you develop this ability to it sticks with you. You kind of feel like it just rolls off your back. And if you ignore them, eventually it's going to end, but then it doesn't. And it sucks. And um, that changes you. <laughs> and there's this picture that my mom had of me when I was in fifth grade. It was a yearbook picture. And eighth grade, teenage senior adult Kennedy would go back and look at that picture and I hated myself. I'm sure as a fifth grader, I probably wasn't as insecure as I was later, but I remember getting frustrated with my mom because I'm like, mom, why do you keep this picture? And it's not even cute. I've got way cuter pictures. And my mom's like, well, son, like all of your pictures are cute to me. And anyway, what did I say this was about? Bleeding on people that didn't cut you? My only regret in life, which is a weird thing to say. I feel like some people have more than one. I and mean, some people have no regrets, whatever. You know, that's the thing people say. No regrets. That thing that was a, was it like a movie or something where it's spelled wrong? Irony. Um, My only regret, I was a senior in high school. Things weren't going well emotionally. I'm not quite vulnerable enough to go into every detail of the story, but the one part of my life, I felt like I was out of control. I didn't have an outlet to express my frustrations, and I was mad. I was just angry. <sighs> Big size, here we go, get ready. I was angry, and the one thing I had control over was the yearbook. <laughs> you know, there's a yearbook, happens once a year. But when you're a senior, you know, you've got the picture with the, you and the tux and you and the cap and gown and the quote and all that stuff. I, I can't even remember what my quote was. It was probably like some MLK thing because, you know, <laughs> black at a white school. Anyway, um, I... At our, the way we do our yearbooks at my old school, my alma mater, they would put, like there was an extra part in the back that you, I guess you had to pay extra for or whatever, where you would, your parents, your family would write a note and they had this picture and it would be like you in your childhood or whatever. And usually it was baby pictures. And I will say shamelessly, I have top tier cute baby pictures. I was an adorable baby. And it was time for that, for those pictures to be sent in. And so I called my mom and I was like really excited. Mom, it's time. 
send any picture. And specifically, baby picture. I remember I said, send in a baby picture. Yearbook time comes. Seniors get the yearbooks first. I open, go straight to that page. And she picked that picture that I looked at every day and hated. And I came home with rage in my heart with a mission to let my mom know that she had one job and she fumbled the bag. And I lit into her, absolutely lit into her. Mom, you had one job, what are you doing? Baby picture, what part of baby did you not understand? Why did you get this wrong? And the second that I was done, that I accomplished my mission of letting my mom know how she royally ruined the one thing that I wanted, I just saw her crumble. And I knew that I hurt my mom. And I knew that I wasn't even really mad at her. But she was the only person that could, she was the only person in front of me. She was the closest target. And I lit into her because I didn't get my way and I was angry. But it was anger from other things. Things that unfortunately I'm not willing to talk about right now, but I don't know. I guess today's episode, (laughs) I resolved the situation by, I hadn't told her that I'd committed to UNC Charlotte, commit in loose terms. I'd signed my, the the paperwork to say that I was going to attend the college. And so I had a t-shirt, a t-shirt that we were supposed to wear for pictures the next day. And so I came in the room that she was in, I tossed it at her and I was like, so I'm going to UNC Charlotte. And she, she lit up and I didn't have the words to be able to say that I was sorry to her. And later on, I did apologize. It was years later. I carried it for a long time. And I remember I just said, hey, I wasn't mad at you that day. And I'm sorry that that I bled on you and you didn't cut me. And it was a sweet moment. (laughs) But I'll never forget the look in her eyes and her looking at me and saying, son, you're my baby. And any picture from your childhood is is a baby picture to me. And I'm sorry I got it wrong. But I think all of your pictures are cute. And she saw, again, she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And I sp- specifically didn't see that in myself <laughs> from back then. So fifth grade, eight or nine or ten year old, whatever, Age, Kennedy, Tanayashe Kennedy Manika. <laughs> I'm sorry I hated you so much. <laughs> I'm sorry I hated you so much. And if, ooh, that's always awkward. My, uh, when the AC kicks and it shuts the door because of the wind, it kind of scares the crap out of me. But anyway, <laughs> kind of ruined a little tender moment I was having with myself. But I don't know. I, I guess this episode is for anybody who's carried insecurity or insecurity that was tied to a time in your life where you just really didn't like yourself. 
man, I wish there was somebody to tell me when I was in fifth grade that I was beautiful. And to Mrs. Simmons, thank you for looking at a grown man (laughs) and speaking something into him that he, he didn't believe for a long time. And so for anybody who has struggled with insecurity or still struggles with it, know this. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You are the apple of God's eye. And you were created with a purpose. And even if you don't feel it, you're beautiful, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are made in his image. And God ain't ugly. (laughs) At least that's what I believe. And so, know that that's theologically true, at least I think it is. And... Man, when you see somebody and you think they're beautiful, tell them. And hopefully it won't be creepy. (laughs) But you never know. You never know what somebody's going through. And I wasn't really going through anything in in that regard. But it really struck a chord about me thinking or calling back a time in my life, times in my life. Where I felt like (laughs) not a hot commodity, at least a cold one, I guess. I don't know. Undesirable. There we go. And there's no place for that. And so I guess this is my encouragement, my call, my challenge to you to have your eyes open and know that you may be encountering somebody who just needs that, the time of day, the moment of kindness, moment of unsolicited kindness that just melts their heart because you never know and God might use you so get ready (laughs) I'm sorry that I didn't go into full detail because I do want to be vulnerable here but I'm growing and I'm trying and this is a process for me and so bear with me as I get more comfortable with this, because this is uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, But I think I wrote this in, in the bio of our podcast for my fellow musers. I feel like the things worth anything in life are, they can evoke some fear in us and Sometimes that fear means you're headed in the right direction. So 
I'm going to keep taking steps. Don't bleed on people who didn't cut you. And if you do, just say you're sorry. Own it. Because that forgiveness, man, it, it melts your heart. It's humbling and it's scary, but it melts your heart. And like I just said, there's certain things that are just beautiful in this life that that evokes some fear, but it produces a beauty that you'd never expect. So that's all I got. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. This is the Nightly Muse, hosted by yours truly, Big Ken, Tanaya Shea. The guy, K-Dot, nobody calls me, my roommate calls me that. Anyway, I'm being silly. Peace.